Thank you for listening to Strategies and Ideas for U.S. Businesses. This is Michael Wardy, Certified Financial Planner and Regional Director at Source Advisors. Today is Sunday, September 6th, 2020, and welcome to Season 5. I've asked our next guest to join me in studio because of where the business landscape currently is and where it's heading, at least where we think it's heading. We're six months into COVID. Business projections have changed dramatically. One industry that's had a significant impact over the past six months, which probably nobody thinks about, is the CPA industry. And I do want to just take a quick pause to thank and give a shout out to all the CPAs that have really done an amazing job in helping clients, not only with the July 15th extension, but also navigating PPP and giving the best guidance and support they can give to their clients. CPAs are not immune to what's been happening. They're trying to adjust their business to the new norm. My guest today is Brian Amon. Brian is the founder of CPA Edge and is here to give some thoughts and ideas into how CPAs can manage their practice to be more effective. Brian, welcome. Thank you, Michael. Good to be here. Thank you. And I'm, I'm glad this worked out for scheduling. Um, you know, Brian, let's just get started. I want to uh, gain a better understanding and help our subscribers and listeners understand who you are, who CPA Edge is, and how you started it. Right. Yeah. So I'm... Um... I've been in the uh, in the business for for a long time. Started my career with Ernst and Young and held uh, several leadership positions there, um, and then started a, a tax consulting firm. Um, and we did a lot of different things. Uh, we um, number one, we bought a. Uh, everyone said we couldn't do what we were doing, and we actually did it, and we were very successful at it. Um, and so we just challenged norms and did things differently. And um, and that created uh, some very good results for us and a lot of recognition. And I decided to take those principles into a consulting business so that I could help other CPA firms develop a competitive edge and and be be better CPA firms and provide better results for their clients. Perfect. Well, thank you. Um, what what exactly prompted you? And I, I just want a little bit more details. What prompted yeah. you, prompted you to leave your firm? to start CPA Edge. Right, so I guess we had a really good run uh, with my previous tax consulting firm and we were doing things different and um, we uh, we had a lot of satisfied clients. We were um, really making some noise in the market that we were competing in and that led to a lot of attention and that led to people coming to me and asking for advice, not necessarily clients, but other CPAs, attorneys, other professional service firms. And so I started consulting with other firms, um, their strategy and how they could create advantages for themselves. And I was having a lot of fun with that. And- uh, go, go, go ahead, go ahead. Finish, that, finish that and then I'll- oh, Yeah, no, I was, I was having a lot of fun with that. And I was having more fun with that than I was in the tax consulting business. And so I decided that, you know, I could have a, I could have a farther reach and more of an impact on the industry as a whole by going into the consulting business and helping other firms. Huh. So when you were when you were at your firm, your old firm, and all the work that you were doing, and it, it sounds like you're being more innovative than your average firm. Is that right? Or yeah, creative? that's correct. Yeah, correct. Okay. Uh, in a lot of different ways, but yes. 
can, can you share one example? Just one thing that you said, this was a lot of fun to do and it caught on with a lot of other people that saw me do it. Our pricing strategies were very unique and different. So um, I think that was, a, that was a big thing that our clients really liked or people liked it. And so it created a, a big competitive advantage for us in the markets that we compete in, you know, the client market and the talent market. Okay. That was a big piece of it, but um, only one piece, obviously. Sure, sure. And so I have seen, obviously, uh, for each guest, I always do a little bit of research. Um, actually, I do more than what I give myself credit for. Um, but it, it looks like you've received a lot of recognition um, by both from your former CPA firm and also for, uh, and building CPA Edge. Um, what are you bringing? Like, what what are you doing? Give me an example of something that you're doing for CPA firms. Like, what are you uh, delivering to them to get them that edge, which is part of your corporate title, which I love. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I think from a recognition standpoint, we, we got to recognize and I got to recognize for a lot of different things, you know, our results and just growth and revenue numbers. And um, that was, you know, that was kind of fun, but we were recognized for our strategy our business strategy and the, and, the, and the continuity of that and just entrepreneurship in general. Um, but I was recognized by Accounting Today and their managing partner Elite and, and the heading was Focus. And, um, great. and I like that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was Focus. And so I think, you know, I have the, I don't know if it's an ability or curse or whatever it is to get laser focused on an objective and um and and make sure that happens and tweak whatever we need to tweak and fill out the blanks in between to make sure that we get to that place and so i think um you know two things that i really bring to my client market is number one an, an entrepreneurial view of things and number two really helping them get dialed in on and get a lot of clarity as to what they're trying to achieve and then helping them do that um you know, I bring it into the consulting practice I've been doing. Uh, I, could just, I did a workshop last weekend on, on clarity. And uh, it was a small, intimate group all day Friday, half day Saturday. And just, you know, bringing it, the vision, strategy, and executional pieces to what we're trying to do in the short term with our firms. So it was pretty powerful. So, okay, so you did this, uh, this workshop on clarity. It, it, focus, yeah, but it's called clarity. Oh, okay. On focus, yes. Um, are you seeing, and I know this is kind of a load, I don't know if it's a loaded question, but are, are you seeing that focus? What What is the change? That's my question. What is the change in focus that you're seeing in the CPA industry? Well, I don't know that, um, I don't know that I am seeing a change in the focus. I think everyone is trying to see what's going on and trying to figure things out. Um, and so one of the things I'm trying to do is bring focus to firms as to, you know, what is it that we're, we're trying to do? I think uh, a lot of us, a lot of firms operate in a kind of default mode. We'll go with the flow. And okay. sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But so, the, you know, the idea of the clarity workshop is let's be intentional about this and let's be really clear as to where we're trying to go. More like more likely that we'll get there if we're really clear about that. Interesting. That, did that answer your question? Yes. Or were you talking yeah. probably more broad? No, 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 no. That does. And because I've been working with and meeting with CPAs for, it's been about 15 years. 
and just trying to gain a, a better understanding on how to help them. And that's really our role here at Source Advisors is to help CPAs stay relevant and continue to build that strength with their clients. So when I meet firms, when I meet individuals like you, that can bring that additional insight and that, that outside view of here's what you need to do and here's how we can help you grow to the next level. Um, so you mentioned, uh, or I, when I was doing my research, I saw about tax optimization and mm -hmm. how it fits in. I, I, I was looking at tax optimization, but what I want to understand is what is that in relevance to CPA Edge? I know it's an offering. Like, can you walk us through exactly what that is? Sure. Yeah. So tax optimization is just something um, I'm, I'm branding under the CPA Edge offering specific to a CPA firm's tax department, which is what my, where my background is. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about tax, tax function effectiveness, right? How can the tax function be better? And, and what does that mean? And um, <clears throat> so it's the same objectives as CPA Edge, right? It's how can we be better? How can we have a competitive advantage in the market? And it, but it takes into consideration specifically what's going on in the tax department or the tax world, uh -huh. the commoditization of, of, tax, of core tax services and the impact that that's having on fees. Right. And technology is technology is fantastic, right? Technology helps us do what we do. Right. Uh, technology also levels the playing field when the technology is available to almost every firm. So we used to differentiate ourselves by our, you know, our our personal computational excellence and our knowledge of the tax law and our ability to research complex issues. Well, a lot of that is a level playing field now because of um, because of the technology that's available to us. And so how do we deal with this? How do we deal with the downward pressure on fees um, and continue to be effective tax functions and be, be viable? Um, so it, um, in, in the um, tax optimization, again, it goes back to let's get clarity as to what we're trying to do because not everyone is trying to accomplish the same thing, but everyone is dealing with the same types of issues right now. And so it comes down to, you know, there's some basic things that we need to do. Um, you know, people process technology. We need to leverage process and technology to the largest extent so that we can bring efficiencies in and drive cost out of the tax compliance, uh, uh, tax compliance service. Um, you know, we need to shift to more proactive transformational services that improve the well-being of the client. And that's going to be key differentiators for people going forward. So is that? In a, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I apologize. Oh no! And in wrapping alternative pricing strategies around that, not, not necessarily value-based billing, because I'm, um, I think you know that that term gets a little scary for people. But bringing alternative pricing strategies into the mix to provide you know a better uh, a better result for the for the client and the firm. Yeah. Those are the three big things. There's certainly, you know, client experience and all these other things that go go into that. Um, but those are the three big things that we're we're driving at. And the mix of those things is going to be different from firm to firm. Again, it's based on the you know the clarity that we can gain on what the what the preferred future is for the tax department, the specific tax department. Uh, so um, you, you're 
you're giving me all these questions that are just piling up in my head. So I apologize for stuttering like this. Fire away. Who who can benefit? Like what firms, what size firms, who's looking? Who who would you say, okay, these are the type of firms that really need to have uh, tax optimization um, uh, involved in what they're doing? Is it the big four that next tier down? Is it the individual firm that's working out of their house? Is that a blend? Walk us through who who can benefit. Yeah, I think a, a tax department of five people or more is kind of the starting point. Okay, you know, so that get, that gets you to be about you know about a million dollars of tax revenue. So everyone should be focused on that. And I'll just back up a, a little bit to uh, one of the premises of CPA Edge. Mm -hmm. So CPA Edge is focused on a mission, but the delivery is going to be through content education, a workshop, like I mentioned or real consulting, okay, one-on-one -on -one consulting with the firm. So um, every, I think everyone who's doing tax work should be focused on tax optimization. How they get it from, uh, from CPA Edge may be different. From a, from a real consulting standpoint, a one-on-one -on -one consulting standpoint, I think the breaking point is about five people or a million dollars in tax revenue. That's where it makes sense to kind of have, uh, have us come in and go through our discover and design uh, process and help develop the blueprint to take it from point A to point B. Um, and then it goes up. I mean, you have clients in, in the top 100. Obviously, this, you know, the smaller the firm, the more nimble they can be in the right. change management because, you know, you, you say, uh, you know, process, change in process and use of technology and shifting to more transformational services. And it sounds easy, but there's a lot of, there's a mindset shift and a cultural shift that has to take place in order to facilitate that. And those things are difficult. You know, it's training and education and uh, repetitive, <laughs> repetitive messages about why we're doing this. So there's, there's a lot that goes into it. Smaller firm can be more nimble. Right. And so uh, the, the actual tax optimization project will be smaller because of that. And for larger firms, you know, the top 100 firms, this could be an ongoing process for a couple of years. So I, I have to ask this, when you, when you do, when you go through your consulting with a firm, you have the partners, the upper level that buy into it. How is it, is it a challenge to get the, um, the managers, the associates, um, the staff to buy in as well? Or are they like, oh yeah, whatever, it's going to change again in three months. So I'm just going to keep doing what, what we're doing. How do you get them to buy in as well? Yeah, it's hard. Again, it gets back to that repetitiveness. You know, yeah. the message has to be really clear. The value problem: why we're, why are we doing this? Um, you know, what is what is in it for the firm? What's in it for the partners? What's in it for the employees? So the 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 beneficiaries are clients, owners, employees, right? And everyone has to be clear on that. Right? And it's just a repetitive message. And yeah. uh, my previous firm, we we talked about the same thing, and I, I I knew it was the message was getting through when people were making fun of me or, or finishing my sentence once I started saying it, right? It's kind of <laughs> like yeah, 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 Brian, we know, we know. That's how you know and you got us. them. <laughs> then we know we got, it. and then and then the scorecard, right? <clears throat> Our life gets easier when all everyone's life gets easier in the firm when revenue per professional is higher. Right. Everyone's life gets easier when margins get get thicker, 
right? Mm -hmm. And so keeping score of those metrics, sharing that with people, and uh, you know, you don't have to get into specific financial data with everyone, but knowing that the metrics are going in the right the right direction as a result of those efforts is a big part of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, I mean, the the ultimate goal for this is to increase revenue. Otherwise, is that right or no? Well, it could be. Okay. I mean, it could be. So, yeah, so there's an interesting dynamic, right? So we're, we're in a time where we're going to see compliance or pork tax service revenue going down. Uh -huh. And we don't like that, <laughs> right? So at a minimum, we'd like to keep revenue even. And 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 the best case scenario is we want to keep it moving forward. Yeah. Right. And we want to keep it moving forward as fast as possible. So making sure that we understand how we do that. Um, you know, some firms are really focused on revenue, and that could be from a business valuation standpoint. But a lot of partners like profits. Most of them do, right? So margins and profitability is is a big component of it, and so that may be more of um, more of the focus. And I think the better you are, if your if your clients are saying that I'm in a better position, right? My business as well is is better off, or I am better off as a result of using this this firm. Yeah. Um. It, you know, the law of attraction says that more clients like that. Are going to follow and the easier you can make your business development process mm -hmm. right and have the right clients showing up at the door the better off you'll be that makes sense that makes sense what being a part of uh, a cpa firm before now switching over to the consulting side you you get a good look at what's happening clearly in the yeah. industry um and again, I've been working with CPAs for almost 15 years now, so I'm, I see it every so often, but not as well as you. What are the challenges in CPA industry, especially now, not, not especially now because of COVID, but especially now because of um, technology integration, because of the rules constantly changing, the tax law constantly changing. What are some of the other challenges that CPAs are incurring? I, I know, and I'd say this, I'd say this because a number of CPAs that I've met more recently, um, they've they were holding off on uh, retiring before, but they've shortened that timeline, and a number of the uh, seasoned partners are retiring a lot quicker. So, mm -hmm. out of curiosity, I uh, well, uncertainty, right? Uncertainty creates a lot, a lot of anxiety, and. Uh... You know, fear can create a lot of inaction. Um, so that's, I mean, that's certainly a, a big part of it. The, um, yeah, I mean, there's certainly the aging, the aging population of this, you know, the CPA profession, right? And people wanting to retire, maybe wanting to retire early. I can't tell you that that wasn't part of my decision. Uh, the uh, the Jobs Act, right? It's like, yeah. I, you know, I've, at my age, I've had, a, you know, I've had enough of this, right? <laughs> it's, I'll let somebody else deal with that. And we're yeah. probably going to go through more you know tax law changes um but you know you know the the technological advancements i guess number one you know getting our arms around that um and how to use it how to maximize the use of it is a big part of it but what it's doing to the profession is 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 different right and so yeah. we see all this downward pressure on audit fees and and core tax service fees not not necessarily the stuff that your firm does right 
right. that's, that's, that's the money. Um, but how do we, you know, how do we deal with that and keep things moving in the right direction so that we can attract the, the level of talent that we need, give them the opportunities that they need to come to our firm and stay with our firm. That's big. But I think a big challenge that I see is just a staffing model in, in general and what technology is doing to that. So, you know, you have this row of people on the bottom that would be the kind of, you know, data extraction, data manipulation people, and then they would grow into that middle level that were the more consultative people, the more proactive people, the more relationship-oriented people, mm -hmm. and, you know, then you would grow up the ranks for that. Well, we've, if we take out that lower row via technology, where do the people in the middle come from? So, you know, the, this pyramid that we've, that we've been used to is going to look more like a diamond, right, where you've got a partner on top and it gets a little thicker in the middle, but then it's really thin at the bottom. So yeah. how do you... How do you grow the people in the middle? And I think that's going to be a big challenge. What, what would you say? How do you do that? I think, I think we're going to have to get pretty innovative and creative. Uh, better education programs, you know, probably open up our minds about where we're hiring from. And it's not, you know, maybe it's not just from other accounting firms. Maybe it's from other industries in general yeah. who um, have developed the, you know, that mindset and skill set to, to bring those things to the table, we can teach and tax. So I think we're going to get really creative to solve that problem, but it Absolutely. is going to be a problem. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting because you don't, generally people don't think about the CPA industry as being very innovative or creative. Um, I think the average person says, well, they do taxes or they do the test work or audit work. There's obviously, there's a lot more. It's a business. It's a business. So um, yeah, we better start. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Given all this uh, and, and the insights, thank you again for sharing. It's it's nice to have that perspective from the inside, um, which you you've shared. What types of silver silver linings do you see in the industry? Like, what do you see coming out? Um, what are you guys doing at CPA Edge that you could say these are the things that are going to help move the industry on a pace that will keep up or be quicker than the rest of the world. Yeah, I guess, you know, there's, there's, there's always a silver lining. I like hearing it's that. Just, it's just not always experienced equally. That's <laughs> right. So it's, it's going to be the entrepreneurial innovative firms yeah. that are able to adapt and, um, and drive better business models as the world changes. That will see the silver lining. So I, I see that there's going to be a reshuffling of, and not just in our business, just in all. You know, there's, um, you know, just with COVID as an example, there are firms and businesses that use it as an excuse for non-performance, and I think they're going to see their clients be reshuffled to the firms that use it as a reason to innovate and be creative and entrepreneurial. Yeah. So. And so I I have a question on that. So you have the firms that are innovative, that are entrepreneurial, that are really growing their business in the right direction. Then you have the firms that have they've done it th the traditional way. They come in the office, they get tax returns, they go through their process. How do you get a firm? And, and this would be a, this would be great for uh, the uh, our, my subscribers and, and the audience to to hear this is. How do you get that firm to switch the mindset? Like, what would you say are the first steps that they should take in order to become innovative? Because if they're not growing, 
they're not going to be there if they're not giving the clients, um, I don't want to say giving them innovation, but they're tying in uh, additional ideas and relevance, like I said before, how do you get that firm to do it? Yeah, I guess being being somewhat vague, the you know, we're pretty metric oriented, right? And so if our metrics or the way our employees are being measured and rewarded are still based on doing the same old thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to get there. If there's some reward system or metrics for bringing new ideas to the table, um, then you can start to change the mindset and, and culture, right? Yeah. Um, so, and you know, you can have some some fun with it. Like uh, at my previous firm, we um, just did it. We, you know, we tried to do it on a regular basis. Didn't always work, but you know, the thief of the month. What idea could we steal from another business? Not necessarily another accounting firm, just another business in general, right? What idea could we steal that we could put it into our business? And yeah. it was just kind of a fun thing. We weren't measuring it, but it was just, you know, we'd have some laughs around the conference room table <clears throat> about who the thief of the month was. So just, you know, bringing, but you've got to bring some form of measurement, whether it be, you know, subjective or objective into it to start that shift. <laughs> It's true. It's very true. You have to stay, you have to stay creative and that's with any business. Um, okay. Thank you again. I appreciate you joining me this morning um, and sharing this insight. Brian, a as I, um, my subscribers are listening to this, they're going to have questions. They're going to want to reach out to you. What is the best way to reach out to you? Uh, I email. I try to be as responsive as I can via email. Um, it's brian at cpaedge.com. You can visit the CPA Edge website, reach me there, okay. or uh, catch me at brianamon.com. Perfect. Um, and as our, my subscribers know and listeners know, the uh, your contact information will be on the front of the desk of the logo for this podcast. Uh, again, for all my subscribers and listeners, thank you again for listening. Uh, Brian, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it and sharing this insight uh, about CPA Edge and uh, tax optimization. There's a lot of things that are going on in that industry, in the CPA industry, and there's movement. So having you guys be a part of it and directing at, at points to help CPAs, is it's, it's important. So thank you for doing that. Um, to the audience, listen for more um, podcasts that will be coming out. While I say I would try and get them out weekly, it's probably not going to be that often, but as often as I can, I will get them out to you to share. If you have ideas that you want to have a podcast interview set up for, share that with me um, on the link for my podcast, and I'll try and get somebody to be interviewed on that industry. Thank you again. Thank, Thank you. you.